I would say go somewhere else. Bye. But that being held hostage right there. Right there. Is, I guess I'll have to find someone else. Bye. That's what I would say. Hi, everyone. I'm Sid Sharice. And I'm David Bosher. And you're listening to Destroy the Hairdresser, the podcast. Where we teach you to salon differently. By now, you, our listeners, know that we recommend that salons go cashless. And with Aura Salonware, you can now accept only the payments you want. Aura Salonware is an integrated point of sale that accepts both card present and card not present payments. That means cards can be kept on file and clients can use ExpressPay to get through checkout in seconds. We also coach salons to go gratuity-free and Aura allows you to hide the gratuity line for those using this method of business. With Aura Salonware, you can future-proof your salon with technology. Tap the link in our bio to learn about how Aura Salonware can elevate your business or visit aurasalonware.com slash DTH. Being... Held hostage. Is that a hug or are you just... <laughs> You're just happy to see me. <laughs> when we were naming this podcast, we had so many... Like, is that a hug? Oh, we started. Is that a hug or are you holding me hostage? Was, I was trying to think like, is that... Oh my God, we giggled so Is that a non-compete in your pocket or are you just happy to see yeah. me? <laughs> <laughs> so Sid, I have a question for you. Mm-hmm. Have you ever been held hostage... Yes. Okay. Wait, continue. Have you ever been held hostage during a bank crime, bank robbery? <laughs> no. Oh, okay. Well, then ask me the same question. Ha- have you? Yes. I'm kidding. Oh, I did. But I, I've known you for a billion to two years and I did not know that. I'm just kidding. No, I've never been held hostage. Now, now like watch. That. Now watch. <laughs> Manifestation. Like that. In In workplaces, though. In workplaces, I have been held hostage more times oh, than yeah. I'd like to admit. Manipulation. Like, I'm having like so many stories flash before my eyes. Like very much like, well, what you know, if you do that, like you'll lose your career. You know, like it's always just like I rem- horrible things. I remember working for a woman named Maria Marcico. <laughs> Can we say names? <sighs> she doesn't she do it. Uh, a, I don't think she has hair anymore. She was an interesting bird, mm-hmm. you know? But I've always been held hostage by a very specific type of person. (laughs) And it's an individual who really likes me, gets along with me. Promises the world. I don't know how to explain it. Like, we're really, we get really close really fast. I have that, like, I have that thing where people think we're we're best friends. And um, (laughs) you're like, don't touch me. Yeah. And I get really, like, worried about it but I know I can I can feel it and as soon as that boundary gets crossed um they control everything I do mm. because I know I am actually manipulating them <laughs> yeah so that they don't lose their mind like I know that they're crazy yeah so I like know how to and make it's a form of protection yeah I'm yeah. like I know how to make them laugh I know how to if they're uncomfortable I take over we do that with clients the whole be a chameleon we do that with our clients too my so my mother is like a bipolar alcoholic one person and that's when you're when you're raised by someone like that, you learn to kind of chameleon yourself. Yeah. To make everyone like I knew that if I if she got weird, I would I knew how to make up for it. Yeah. So like I would Oh, these are just trauma responses. Yeah. And then we bring those into the workplace. Exactly. So even though this person wasn't my mother or doing specifically those things. Yeah. There were those little moments and memories that I had. And I was like, oh, I know exactly what I'm supposed to do yeah. here. And so it's a weird form of being held hostage because 
I didn't have to be. Mm-hmm. But that's the manipulation part, right? Is like I kind of knew that I had to be. Mm-hmm. Where and the other reason I knew that I had to be is because everybody else quit or got fired. Yeah. Because they couldn't, they didn't know how to do the tap dancing. Mm-hmm. They didn't know how to put on the show to make everyone. Oh my god! To balance is, it all out. Pe- this is still happening, though. I know we're talking about from experience from like ten years ago, but like this is still happening because obviously our students are still struggling with things like this. I think one of the my favorite ways. I hope you can sense the sarcasm of <laughs> a hostage situation is a non compete paperwork. Paperwork, yeah. So. You can never work with anybody else ever again. Basically. The non-compete is such a funny... It's, it's... The name itself is an oxymoron, right? It's a non-compete, but it's the most competitive form of doing business. <laughs> yeah. And I, I really... I just know that an angry, angry Italian man made it. Oh, for sure. It was an angry Italian man. I, I just know. Yeah. I, he had a whole crew, mm-hmm. and they went and worked for a, a, a nicer non-Italian man. Mm-hmm. And he said, I'm going to figure something out. And he created this piece of paper called the non-compete. For two and seconds, I forgot that you were telling a tale. and I was There like, is yeah, no really Italian happened. man. I just, in my head, he is Italian. I, I also think it could go the other way. I think that... Um, Hairdressers can hold... <laughs> that he was an Irish woman? Yeah, for sure. Uh, <laughs> oh, that hairdressers can hold salon owners hostage by not... Uh, you know, This is the way I see it. Salon owners will want to make a change in their business. And it's actually a really proactive change, but it's terrifying because that's what change is. And the hairdressers will rally that they don't want to be a part of a salon with change. And therefore, the salon owner gets held hostage because they're afraid of a walkout. They don't want to be part of a salon of change, but they want change. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they're afraid to change. <clears throat> so they ke- they hold their salon owner hostage by saying, no, I'm not going to do A, B, and C. Maybe it's raise your prices or raise their prices or whatever. And then they not only say no to the change that can benefit anyone and the business, then they demand more money. It literally is a, a stand. A, a, it's a hustle. It's a hustle. And the salon is like, well, we're not making more money. How can I give you more money? And then it's, you take everything from me. And then they leave anyways. It's it is the most is abusive <laughs> relationship. You know how like... We've all done that. You you know how... Oh, I've, I've done it multiple times. Because and, I didn't understand. And that's a whole different thing. I understood. But, I didn't care. I didn't understand the inner workings of business of why I couldn't make more... And realizing that I was responsible for that. And that I I could make as much money as I wanted if I would have just... But the other problem is that you and I didn't work at salons that let you raise your prices when you wanted. Yeah. So you we had to sell a certain amount of retail before we could even... Where we were constantly upselling or overcharging or doing anything to try to make money. Mary Pat Curry. Talked about her before. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about her again. Mary Pat Curry. I'm pretty sure she's... Like a children's She's got to be dead now. I used to do her hair, and she was so mean to me, and I would just charge her so much money. And I felt <laughs> fine. response. I felt fine doing it. Was it moral? No. Was it ethical? Maybe if more clients no. were mean to us, we would raise our prices more. Cause we <laughs> I was like, Mary, uh, your your total is, you know, 150 today, and the for the abuse, I'm adding another 100. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? That bitch paid it. 
Yeah. And, and he I think paid she you knew. for the abuse. And I think she knew. Yeah. I think she knew. I, I she, don't doubt it whatsoever. She was the client that would walk in. She held me hostage. <laughs> yeah. She would walk in. I was going to say clients hold hairdressers hostage too. She, you know when someone walks in and the hair on the back of your neck stands up, you just know they're there? Yeah. <laughs> that was her. You hit, They have like a theme song like... Yeah. Boom, boom. Or something like yeah, that Yeah, it was Netflix. like Cruella DeVille. <laughs> And everyone knew, like, the air got colder. Yeah. Like, you could see your breath. A chill. And she would come in, and she would have all of her— She was the a golfer. The lights would flicker. She was a golfer. And she was going to— And you were going to know she was a golfer. Oh. So she would have—she'd be sweaty. Gross. Because she's getting her hair done, so I will wash the sweaty hair, you know? So she's going to be sweaty. That's a whole other episode in itself. <laughs> <laughs> she was sweaty, smelly. She smoked cigarettes, like— Oh, she's, it was bad. And to the point like where, you know, like the blonde hair turns like a little bit of gr- a little green. <laughs> That's how much she smoked. And she had a really deep raspy voice because of the smoking. And she would have golf clubs and bags and. She would come into the salon like this? Oh my God. It was the narcissism. We should talk about her again on how to fire a client in a different episode. The narcissism this woman had. And. That type of personality scares me. Yeah. And I am surrounded by people that are like that. Yeah. And I'm like... (laughs) There's a lesson in it for you, I'm sure. I don't know how to create boundaries with them because they latch onto me. Mm -hmm. And... I I know one of our listeners is like... (gasps) Like, they know people... Like, things are happening. They they have a Mary Pat Curry. An NPC. Mary Pat Curry. If you say it real fast, say that five times fast. Mary Pat Curry. (laughs) If you say it five times fast, she appears. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, I but I th- I think that's the thing is like we have to start thinking differently in salons. Do like, we? Yeah. <laughs> Will we is a better question. Will we? Will we? <clears throat> I but I do remember, you know, whether it was a client or whether it was my boss or even other hairdressers, just constant. There was these constant little like. You can't do this. You can't do... Like, everything was unspoken. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like little non-competes all over the place. For sure. Well, clients would manipulate you and hold you hostage. I remember one of my students had hand surgery. Mm-hmm. And she had been... It came on pretty sudden. But she gave everybody ample time to prepare their appointments prior to and after, which is... Side note, one of my favorite words is ample. <laughs> and one of her clients was like, I guess I'll have to find someone else. With her hand. Yeah. (laughs) With her hand. (laughs) I guess I'll have to find someone else. I guess I'll have to find someone. My my, my student was like, I'm fucking having hand surgery. Like I, what, and it it was only like a three week outing. Like, you know what I say? Do her hand, do her hair with one hand. She deserves it. Or fine. I would say go somewhere else. Bye. But that, that being held hostage right there, right there is, I guess I'll have to find someone else. Bye. That's what I would say. (laughs) Goodbye. Bye-bye. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. I love how we're bringing that all the way into a different holiday. Anyways, but that's my point. Like, And we put so much weight on our our clients in the sense of, they care about me and I care about them. No. Break your hand, I dare you. <laughs> I dare you to break your hand and see what happens. You come back and tell me how much they care about you. you. T- <laughs> it's kind of like when people tell us that they aren't held hostage by product companies. Yeah. And then I'm like, so when the pandemic hit, did they, what did they do for you? Mm-hmm. Oh, they called. 
<laughs> yeah, to make sure you were still selling. Yeah. Figure out how to keep Some selling products. Some of them product. made affiliate links. Oh, my God. And then they took them away immediately. Olaplex. But <laughs> the point with all of that is that so many of us as creatives get held hostage because we're kind of under the assumption that, like, we don't know what we're doing. We have convinced ourselves as hairdressers that we're stupid. Mm -hmm. Society started it. We're taking up. We picked up the torch. Hollywood. Hollywood paints us as stupid and vapid, and you know. However, steel magnolias. I, oh. I, I liked that version of of a hairdresser, Dolly Parton. Well, I grew up in the salon with my mom and her old lady hairdresser. Well, she wasn't an old lady. She was actually younger, but the salon had a lot of like older. Yeah. So that vibe, and we were in the South, so like that vibe, and I remember like taking out rollers and like sweeping. So it holds a special place in my heart. But it, it, it it's not as respected as it should be. And... Which is funny because it used to be. It, by men. With oh, that's only true, men. not women. Like when you I think of famous <laughs> when you think of famous hairdressers, like you only think of men. Horse at first. Vidal. Yeah. You then then the women start rolling in. I hope that's true. Name I hope, one. I hope we're wrong. Vivian McKenner. Oh. McKenner. <laughs> McJenner. Vivian McKinder. Um even even ones that don't have celebrity size, but I think of like Lupe Vas and of course there's Tabitha and like you know. Oh what I mean? like, Tabitha. Mm -hmm. Sally Hirschberger. Yeah. Now that we're thinking about it, they're So they're the 90s. Flying. Yeah. <laughs> the 90s is when that started. I think all of our coaches are celebrities, so. <laughs> they're like, ah, oh, love you, Dan. <laughs> no, they're not. I know. Like, <laughs> they don't even the listen. Up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I do, I, I, you know, we are painted as stupid, vapid, not really knowing how to do business. And I don't think that's true, I, I think that's true in any industry, but I don't think it's true as a collective entire industry of ours. Yeah, and I think that more than ever, we are respected. We, I think hairdressers can make more than a lot of other industries right now. Um, but I, I just think that we're if we're talking about being held hostage by clients and by salon owners and by each other, by hairdressers, we're also being held hostage by the belief systems that— yeah, I haven't put on us. And trauma. I mean, and that's that's one of the even though I'm very pro social media and like advocate it for it all all the time, but I think that's also a problem. Someone will say something and I think we get so lost and we forget what our own beliefs and ideas are that we'll then be held hostage of like, oh, I can't raise my prices because this person said, you know, you're an asshole if you raise your prices. Or this person doesn't do this because of this. I, it's like, mind amount, your, everybody mind your business and do what you want to do. The the amount of bullshit on Instagram yeah. about how and to TikTok. calculate your price and how to do the math and how to make sure you're... It's like... Girl, everybody's right and everybody's wrong. I'll tell you that right now. Um, I And you need to look at it and decide, will that work for me? Yes? Cool? I'm going to implement that? No? <laughs> Fuck off. And I think that's the end of it. But we don't. We get like, all wrapped up in our head of like, what will people think? They're if like, I well, I saw someone say that you should do 15% of, and I'm like, nope, shut your mouth right now. Because <laughs> already this has nothing to do with you. This has to do with that person's math skills. Yeah. It, it's or just, what worked for their business. And it might not work for your business. I'm sorry, but if anyone is having you calculate your price point to the T, 
it's probably wrong. It's probably way too— On Instagram when they haven't been in your business? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. exactly. When they don't know the inner workings of your business? Yeah. That's a, but, that's you know, it's funny. Plan. When we, we, we talk about our coaching program—actually, we don't talk about it a lot, but when we talk about it, people— We have more recently. People, people come into our program, and they're like, I want to know how to do hourly pricing. Okay, but we you don't we don't start with that. You don't start with that because we have to get to know your business. Mm-hmm. We have to get to know who you are. What the by the way, what are your bills? What's your life look like? So all these people out there that are like, you gotta factor in your color. It's like, no, you gotta factor in daycare. Yeah. Your pricing systems might be so off and 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 messed up and not balanced that if we did time-based pricing, you would have to charge so much to be able to actually fund everything that you're doing. And so sometimes it isn't the right answer to do that right away. It's more about like, okay, let's build other other things in your business so that can be the result of it. And exactly. Just I just think, I think when it comes to being held hostage, yes, it's all these other people and all these other things, but it's really just you. Yeah. You know, kind of accepting and keeping yourself locked up in, in a very much unlocked cage. I 100% agree. (laughs) Next time on Destroy the Hairdresser, the podcast. I mean, I lived for that moment where you and I'd be at work at a beta and I'd be like, you want to go smoke? And we'd both both take our break and we could take as many as we wanted because we were smokers. As many as we wanted. Destroy the Hairdresser.